0: kid is my uncle. He choked me to death. Whenever anybody says they're a little concerned, they're very concerned.
1: So what? What's
0: wrong with being sexy?
1: hello and welcome. What's a 10-minute read? A little short I wrote. Maybe you'll see it soon. My name is Joseph Frisch. <laughs> this is 2021. What a way to start the show. He's back. Uh, uh, he's back from fighting for freedom or freedom fighting, never sure which, uh,
0: <laughs>
1: uh, but he's back, I got some questions for him, Robbie and I, I don't know if he listened to last week's show, but we had we had some questions,
0: uh, here he is, I the, just got back, no reception,
1: that's well, that what we talked about, <laughs> we were talking about we that did. whole no reception thing, yeah, that guy right there, that's the learned man, that's a Doc Woolridge, and uh, of course, Shark Esquire, what's going on fellas? What's going on? A lot of things. It's a new year. It's January third for me. Uh, looking back in my uh, uh, my old handy watch list here from last year, January third. What was Eastwood watching? I watched Succession season three, episode four and five, and I watched Encanto. Welcome to the family, magical. Boop, boop, boop um the next day I watched more Succession and Infinity War Mayor of Kingstown. Woo, that show is depressing. January 6th I watched Don't Look Up. Uh Succession episode. <laughs> oh eight. my god, Don't Look Up, I forgot about that That's one. That's right. Yeah. yeah, uh I listened to CBB the next day more Mayors of Kingstown, BFB, I'm not sure what that stands for. And the next day I started The Wire from season 1, all the way from the beginning. And then it looks like I watched some more Wire
0: and, <laughs> and some more
1: Wire that I watched the last movie ever made. That was pretty much the week. Uh, plus a bunch of uh, some Ink Master and uh, some Doug Loves movies. Uh, looks, oh, yeah, looks like Bob Saget just died. I listened to some Saget replays on some podcasts and a lot of Teen Titans go. That was my weekend review from a year ago. On my uh, watch list, I don't know why I just decided to rattle that off the top of the show. <laughs> it seemed like it might be interesting to see where the TV uh, and movie watching was last year, because that's kind of what I wanted to do on the show today, was talk about the year in uh, TV. We talked about the year in movies last year or last week, Shark, sorry, we left you out, but we knew you were doing important things out there, and, and uh, you're more of a TV guy than a movie guy. You don't like to go in that theater and not be able to smoke and you know that's
0: right that's right yeah. i like film but i just soon you know watch it on my phone or on the that's plane right. or something like that well, on one of smoke, your, you know one of your planes on one of your gulf jets <laughs> yeah one of your well, planes. I, every now and then hey. i find myself on one of those i never own it though yeah do we yeah. ask, yeah. Uh, yeah. do we ask? <laughs> you know i, was <laughs> got, I
1: just real I, I had a question for you shark uh this mm-hmm. is just i mm-hmm. want your opinion uh mm-hmm. i was out me and july are playing out in the yard the other day and guess what i found a uh, big shiny, a shiny perfect uh, uh, arrowhead and a yeah. native um, Native American hatchet now if you were me wow would you wow, very would cool. you keep that for yourself it's like give that to your son as something you guys found would you sell it or would you give it to a museum?
0: Well, oh, I, can, uh, I can clearly, hear the answer to this. <laughs> clearly the yeah, the, the you know, there's only only one right answer. You know, that belongs in a museum, not, oh. not to steal the line, absolutely directly. Um, <laughs> okay. But on the other hand, um, oh. 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 I I don't know, have any idea of what the laws on you know treasure and fines and things like that are in uh, oh, in the so jurisdiction you're... that you found it. So you you are oh. probably well within your rights. Now, I know that you what you will with it.
1: You made sure to point out the jurisdiction in which I found it, which is, <laughs> which is interesting. It's interesting you say that. Uh, well, man.
2: I can tell you here's my answer. Um, yeah.
1: What are you doing with it?
2: And maybe, and maybe this makes me the bad guy, but I would uh, <laughs> give it to Holden as something that we found
1: together <laughs> as a treasure. Yeah, I totally would do. Say, might hate to say, uh, but I would. But but if you ask me, though, I mean, I, hey, maybe uh, I would t- do that with one exception. It has to be uh, lent out to the museum, and then there's a little plaque explaining the story. That's how I'm getting. You know, around
0: and- it. And here is the the truth of the matter is though is is that a lot of stuff is is so commonly found that museums literally don't want it. You know, what I mean, they they don't have yeah. the, you know they've already got plenty of examples to display. And I don't know right. what you found, but it may fall. It you know there may not be a moral conundrum here at all okay. because you might take that thing to, <laughs> okay. to five local museums and they're like, dude, we got a box of that crap in the back and we got four of them on display. Um, oh. you know, and the kids don't look at it when they come in here anyhow. So now, yeah. What if that it
1: was, uh, <laughs> let's say it was worth a little more, like, let's say a, uh, oh, I don't know. 12th century samurai suit.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Because I know we've. I mean, I, I'm going to break the. I'm letting the skunk out of the trunk. Rob if, and I talked about. If you about find a 12th your,
0: century samurai suit in your field out in Sheller, but you let me know, man. We Yeah, we will do something about it. Well, that no, we I, sure. the cat's
1: out of the bag. Uh, Rob and I were talking last week about. Uh, mm. About your samurai suit collection and all your antiquities that you right.
0: have. Right. <laughs> uh, Listen, not my collection. I'm just, I'm just kind of caretaking that for the British Museum.
1: Oh, okay. So it doesn't belong uh, in a museum.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: we had some theories about you last week, and uh, sadly, I can't remember them all. <laughs> well,
2: I can tell you the one that really threw us for a. Uh, it threw us for, What's that phrase? It threw us for a field goal. Is yes. that what it is when you get yes. confused? Okay. So it threw us for a field goal. We were talking about the message where you just kind of five dropped us last minute that you five were going to be out of out of town. Yeah, five right, points. Right, right And right. I said, did you notice it said, I'm going to buy Fender?
1: That's right.
2: And I said, is That's he right. buying a guitar or is he buying the company? And then Eastwood felt like he really figured out the answer. What was your answer, Eastwood? I
1: thought that he had, because I've always heard that Leo Fender had froze himself. And I assume that you were buying Leo Fender's frozen body to add to your right. collection of uh, antiquities right. and all that kind of stuff. No, right. no. You,
0: you guys just, just stumbled upon my side hustle. So, like, you know, there's a big market for Fenders, uh, in particular Volkswagen Fenders in Ecuador. And it turns out there's a ton of them in Argentina. And I got a guy... Um, so yeah, now I was just importing uh, fenders in like cars, be like yeah, yeah, actual fenders, Volkswagen yeah. Beetle fenders, Volkswagen Beetle fenders from, Man, yeah, got from a, Argentina to Ecuador.
1: I got a guy over in uh, Cairo who <laughs> got you those. Anyway, uh, all right, well, he you passed the test. I got to say, maybe you should listen
0: to At least we now test. know. At least we now know. Because, I, I mean, we were really what? sure we stumped on this. Hey, passing <laughs> tests is a whole lot easier when you don't have a battery hooked up to you. And you know, <laughs> sodium pentothal going. Uh, yeah, I mean that was a cakewalk, guys. I mean, ah, shoot.
1: sodium pentothal. Those were the
0: days. Um, I've I already, have I,
1: have, I already complained <laughs> it about that. Take some
0: sodium pentothal, wonder in the quicksand. Uh, it was a nightmare out there. <laughs> Nicaragua in the 80s, let me tell you.
1: <clears throat> I don't know if I, I'm going to get ready to complain about a movie I watched uh, this week before we get into TV shows. <laughs> Did I complain already about Billie Eilish on uh, and Letterman, the Letterman Billie Eilish clip?
0: I don't know. If had, I didn't hear you complain about it. I'd like, I'd like I to I hear remember. the complaint, you know, and I don't listen to the show, so yeah, yeah let me have it.
1: <laughs> <laughs> now, if you like Billie Eilish, uh, no disrespect to you. No, she has some fun songs, I have to admit, even though she mumbles when she sings. Uh, but uh, there's a video of her talking to David Letterman, and she's showing him... I think I did talk about this on the show. I don't need to talk about it again. She's showing him, like, the audio clips of songs, you know, when they're, you're piecing them together and whatever. And he, she's like, this is the vocal track. And Dave's like, oh, so that's, you know, that's your take. So how many, how many times does it take you to get the take right? And she was like, oh, that's not how you do it. That's not how we do it. We've come up with a way to do it <laughs> where I sing it. I sing it like 80 times, and then we pick and choose the best things and piece it together, and then that's what you have. So first of all, if, yes, that's you can do that if you like to. I do that to an extent, but I'm not picking and choosing. I'm literally just recording each verse until I get it right and I move on to the next verse. But I I can sing the thing all the way through the way I want to. Okay, well, I'm going to tell you. Go
2: ahead. Go ahead. I'm sorry.
1: Well, no. First of all, Letterman's amazed that this technology exists. Old man Letterman's like, what? You can do that? And I'm like, yeah, for like 25 years you've been able to do that, Dave. You can pick and choose. Uh, But secondly, how giddy she is that she couldn't just nail it in a take that she had to sing it 80 different times different, uh, to get the appropriate things that she said, and then it's cut into like 105 different pieces into the song. And she's giddy about so, it, yeah. she feels like she invented it, and Dave is acting like she invented it, and I have did not know what to make of it, because part of me thinks, F you if you can't just nail a verse at a time. If you can't do that, if you can't figure out what you want your song to be, I don't know... I don't want to listen to your song. Uh, I, just the whole thing made me feel like... Okay,
2: well, let me let me throw this she's out. She's really young,
1: though, so maybe she did think she's... Yeah, so um, I
2: mean, hear not too long ago, Metallica released a new song off their forthcoming album, um, okay. and it sounds... Way more in the vein. hell, I thought they
1: had five or six.
2: <laughs> <laughs> it sounds way more in the vein of Master of Puppets or okay. Um Injustice for All. Speedy, sure. lots of changes. Okay, whatever. And everybody's been talking about this kick drum thing that goes throughout the song. Um, how fast it is, how hard it was is to play, especially, you know, Lars is like 60. And I heard a guy on Howard Stern talking about a music tech, and he was saying that Lars has forever done his drums that way. Is they may do forty-six takes of a song mm-hmm. and then cut the best four pieces to make
1: well no the, the track for their album. He's doing that completely differently though, Rob. What he means by that is Lars lays down a drum track, they put they put the music to it, then he comes back and re-records his drums. And what he's saying is, he might, he might record something um, five different ways for that part of the song. He might, you know what I'm saying? He might do five different versions of it. Th- that's I totally understand that. That's like musical, like yeah, like Mar- Lars is being like, these are my options. Which one sounds best? And then, because I've seen him in the studio, I've uh, saw uh, one documentary. Okay. You, you can watch him record the entire yeah, some, kind of, uh, some kind of monster, yeah. And then he will piece it back together and he will do that one piece 20 times in a row if he has to to get it perfect. And then you piece okay. all that back together with a computer. That is different from <laughs> I'm just going to sing this 80
0: times. So I actually I, had this happen happen to me. Um, most of the things that, you know, if you pick up this CD and I play the guitar solo on whatever song, what you will hear is my guitar started at one place and ended it at the end of the solo. And now it might have taken me 20 tries to do it, but what you get is me playing from start to finish, right? Mm. However, there's one song out there where I could not fill up the space musically. I'd been messing with it for like 30 mm-hmm. minutes, and I would... Like get an intro to Into it. Into early really good.
1: Or, or yeah, you would end on well. The, no, one no, not, the not that. I
0: or? I could not figure out. I could not figure out what to fill Where up to this go. space with that sounded good. You know, I gotcha. would get like yeah. a little piece of yeah, it. Yeah, because it would sound good.
1: My opinion. So no, the engineer I, a lot of songs don't need solos everywhere, but yeah, go ahead.
0: Well, the in, well this one did. But point okay. the point is is that the engineer finally he's like, hey man, take a break. I go outside. I come back in a half hour later. And he had cut and pasted all this stuff I had done into a solo. Sure. So there's yeah. a song out there where there's a solo, and I played it all the sounds notes. Great, probably doesn't it? And it sound it's I, hell. It sounds wonderful, but yeah. <laughs> I do not hold that up as I, I I make that's a joke. You know, when people listen to that, it's like, sure, hey, here's a solo that was never played. You know, mm-hmm. I'm not proud of the fact that that exists. I'm not proud mm-hmm. of the fact that at the time I recorded that, I couldn't figure out what to do. If I'm yeah. going to give you one of my songs and say here's a representation of me playing the guitar it's going to be one where yeah. it's like hey here's what I did and maybe yeah maybe it took me more than one shot to get it but I but I got it and that's that's yeah. what I sound like and, yeah, you know well, so so well, I agree with you I don't I, mean, I don't think that it's a true representation of what you're trying to do whenever you're just splicing together the places that no, you because did something when, good
1: when I record my guitars like you can tell when you listen to them they're not the best recordings uh you know in the world but you could tell that I am playing a guitar from the start of that song to the very end of that song. And there, I, there are no dubs when I record a song like it is. And the reason I do it that way is because I want to be able to play it later. Exactly. Like it, it is exactly. written, it is written that way so I can perform it. Mm-hmm. Um, now, now sometimes do I change stuff? Yeah, I change. It. I try a hundred different versions of things inside of a song before it's done once I right. figure it all out then I'd nail that sucker in one take now that one take might take me 30 takes but I get it in well, one take and I'm not even I'm not I even, mean, if, if I'm not even gonna... uh, knocking her for for doing that many takes I think it was just the attitude of oh my God, look what we've done here. Look how I do this. Isn't this a new, crazy approach to art? Oh, no. and, then Letterman's, no, and then Letterman's reaction of what have you done? What have you created? Oh my God. And I just wanted to like come through the screen and, and be like, hey guys, this is nothing new. All that 90s music that you thought was rebellious, your Nirvana your uh, say your Alice and change your Soundgarden, it was actually recorded just like this. Your Rage Against the Machine, which told you in the back of the book that they didn't use anything fake. Well, actually, Rage Against the Machine, your engineer, a very famous engineer, replaced every single drum hit on every single song of yours with his favorite samples. Yep. So you hear those same samples across all of those Seattle guys' sound because they took every drum piece out and replaced it with a drum that sounded perfect for that thing. That's why all those '90s songs sound the way they do, and they all have a kind of a same kind of feeling. They were doing it back then with drum. They do it with guitars. They do it with bass and organ and vocals. Every every everything, man. So I don't know. You're not reinventing the wheel here. I guess is my only.
2: This makes me no. think of something funny. The other day, I saw a uh, a video. It's like all the kids that are taking guys.
1: credit for eating ass. Sorry, go ahead. <laughs> and i
2: i forgot I forgot to send it to you guys, but it was a major producer, you know, like like Butch Vig or something. It wasn't sure. him, but you know what I mean. It was a hey, major yeah. guy, and he was getting interviewed by a by a younger guy, and this younger guy was talking about how he has went back and fallen in love with all this seventies and eighties rock. You know what I mean? He's like, okay. "I love it. These guitar solos are so amazing." And he's like, "What happened?" He's like, "Guitar solos have kind of been dead since the 90s for most bands." He admitted, you know, like he admitted, you know, Pearl Jam has had some, you know, what Mike McCready goes off. Sure. And you know what the guy's answer was? Just straight up. He said, "You you don't know why guitar solos stopped in the 90s and from then on." And he's like, no. And he's like, because, wait, we're on the radio, so I got it. because the MFers can't play guitar solos. They're not good enough. Mm. (laughs) That was his answer, is that people are no longer good enough to do it because they don't work hard enough to be able to do it.
1: Yeah. Yeah and if you listen and to And I thought uh, that was
2: I thought that was pretty I'm not saying he's right but I thought that was an yeah. interesting take that these guys well, in the I 70s mean, and 80s knew how to play and they don't want well, to look out Well here's the thing
1: now. I know everybody loves uh Nirvana and they think of them as this like revolutionary <coughs> punk band if you listen to the solo on what's the whatever their big song is there It's a pop solo, which means all he's doing is playing the notes that he's been singing throughout the song. Yeah, yeah. Um, Smells like
2: teen spirit.
1: That's the one, (laughs) yeah. Yeah, that's it. He's not doing (laughs) it. He's not not coming up with anything reinventing the wheel. So I guess what I'm asking, has anybody ever reinvented the wheel? Because Billie Eilish is claiming she's doing it by the recording, the way she's recording. I think rap people... Kind of did, but all they did was like remix the wheel a little bit. And they made okay, it so bigger. then would you yeah. say Jimmy I mean, Hendrix even didn't reinvent even the wheel
2: because guitar wasn't doing yes. all that crazy stuff I'd say Hendrix for him had a, yet? A yeah.
1: little bit. He took what Buddy Guy was doing. And right. Was, I mean, like, I'm not saying crazy. he
2: completely reinvented, but he but seemed yeah. like he did yeah.
1: something new. I hate to say the Beatles did something new, but they put a bunch of different stuff together um, to create right. something new. Well,
0: but, I think recording wise, you have to say that the Beatles you know cut some, oh absolutely cut some serious well, you throughout. would have to you say know, I'm about honestly, techniques you know that's with you know recording guys when you're talking I about you music would have to say when
1: you're talking about music in the 20th century this is just my opinion just my I, but you have to include the beatles <laughs> yeah Ba-do. you do. Oh,
0: you do, yeah the beach boys Oh, no, I was going to no, say, the Beatles,
1: I was though. making, I was making, no, oh, I hate the Beach Boys. I was just making I, a joke. I, I was say, making a joke about how important it was that I mentioned you include the Beatles as if oh, no one had ever well, said I that mean, We
2: know Pet Sounds did a bunch of crazy well, stuff. But I, did, gonna but, who say, cares? but I was going to say, bands who were doing stuff in the studio, if we're going to talk about <laughs> trying to do crazy stuff, you uh-huh. got to say the Beatles. Yeah, You have to say the Who and you yeah. have to say Pink Floyd. Yeah, all for three sure. of those bands were doing studio hey. stuff. I'm not saying they reinvented the wheel of music. I have not But they to... were trying stuff in the studio that you, people weren't doing.
0: And meanwhile, Cowboy Jack Clement was down at the arms, returning all the
1: girls. <laughs> uh, I heard this the other day. I have not checked to confirm it, um, so I don't know if this is true. But I heard a rumor that if you turn up the end of the wall really loud... Or wait, Dark Side no, of the Moon. No, this is true. Dark I Side know of the Moon. This is true. So you did it. I, I saw I a did, video. No, I, I knew it
2: before. No, I, I knew that I did, before.
1: I never knew that. I that was new yep. to me, and I saw the video, yep. and I thought, huh. Well, I kinda. Tell, yep. tell our dear listeners. So uh, this at that the you end, at the very end of Dark Side of the Moon, what is whispered? Something is is said. Right. This um, is this is where now you're going to ask me. This is the this, this is, is the beginning. This is where this is where we and then at the beginning of the album it very quietly says end, started the
2: end or something yeah, right? yeah it's, it's it it so links it's up if you if it's you play just it one in a giant loop, loop yes yep. it
1: says like this is where we begin or something but it's cut in half only if you put the two together do you realize it's one sentence yeah i never knew that yeah
0: so yep. this is the point dear listeners where if you are also hooked up with the chasing tone podcast you are to take a drink because we have now mentioned pink floyd
2: Yeah. And by the way, I just want to throw out, this is uh, not something new. Um, In fact, uh, famously, James Joyce ends Finnegan's Wake with the word the and um, ellipses. So, like, you could literally go back and start the novel in that sentence. <laughs> and so, again, like, that, he did this. That was his point of, like, this cycle that yeah, you can't get yeah. out of. He, he did that with Finnegan's Wake, his experimental novel, in the 1920s and 30s. Huh, so, right. you know, it, it's, it's an interesting thing. But, yes, I remember that. And I would say I can thank uh, drugs for that. <laughs> okay, it says, so when you put it together, it says, this is where... We came in.
1: We came in. All right. Yes. Yeah,
2: this is where, and then we came in, and it, so it makes a giant loop of the story.
1: Oh, still, still impressing me all these years. Later. It is. It is. I agree. I want to talk about something that didn't impress me. Yeah. We, I watched a couple, a <laughs> couple weeks ago. A week ago, I think. All
0: right. All right. Uh, does it just that... not impress, or does it? Is it gear grinding territory?
1: It's gear grinding territory. All right. All right. All right. Um, it's uh, so uh, my son and I have a very young son, and we have been reading uh, Roald Dahl books for quite a while. We read uh, The BFG, was the first book we read, and he really liked it. Uh, then we moved to Witches because he has a pretty uh, dark palette. <laughs> he, likes, he likes a little darkness in his uh, imagination and his books. He loved The Witches. Um, then we read Matilda. And we're reading Charlie and the Chocolate Factory now. Um, okay, he liked Matilda. He loved Matilda because of the uh, well. He, you know, I don't know if you've ever read Matilda, but the father is like very hateable, very hateable dude. Um, yes, the uh, the Miss Trenchbolt uh, is is also very hateable, and so anyway, Netflix. I've seen it for a while. Advertising uh, Matilda the Musical coming. Um, no, I'm not. A,
2: yes, I just saw the preview for this last night. Yeah,
1: me, myself, and my family—we are not one bit afraid of a musical. <laughs> we'll go right in, guns blazing. Um, so we see—he's excited. He's like, "There's a Matilda movie." We watched the old one with uh, Danny DeVito. Uh, they changed a few things. It's from—I don't know—early '90s. There's nothing wrong with it, but you know, doesn't quite capture what he saw in the book. Um, so this one looked crazy and I'm like hey let's yeah' like we're, we're all excited and uh, within about 15 minutes of Matilda I was getting this nagging feeling that it was just going to get worse and worse which it did um, well once again I take a drink they changed the story uh, to such an extent that I I, I don't understand why they did did it they they kept the story the same but changed who it was about if that that doesn't make any sense but uh here's my here's my oh gee it's (laughs) okay so there's a character in matilda named mrs honey mrs honey is more the protagonist of matilda than matilda Uh, mrs honey has had a very rough life um, she is, has been trod upon her parents uh, died when she was very young she was orphaned uh, they were perhaps murdered but no one looked into it I'm spoiling a bunch of stuff in Matilda here um, uh, <laughs> it's she worked for 80 years she, 80, yeah she yeah, works okay. at the she works at the school uh, miss trunchbolt is this evil uh, school mistress um, uh, you find out that by the end you find out that she killed her parents and she has been holding her. Uh, not hostage is not the word, but essentially holding her ransom, uh, saying that she owed her all this money and she kept all of her pay from the school. And she has this tragic story. Well, that is just all in Matilda's imagination in this movie. <laughs> so this is
2: St. Elsewhere? That's,
1: so yeah, this is, it, yeah, it's like she likes to tell stories to this librarian, which is somewhat in the book, but she doesn't tell stories. There's none of that. She's telling the story of Miss Honey, but it's about... These other fictional people. And it just started to... That that wasn't even upsetting. Then the music started. <laughs> and uh, the, oh, music, okay. the music is by a fella named Tim Minchin. You guys know much about Tim Minchin? Are you Tim Minchin fan? You've
2: never mentioned him before. <laughs> <laughs> well, I hope I never have to mention or hear him mentioned again. He's apparently
1: this very, very popular uh comedian. Oh, this is the part that freaking upset me. If you look up who he is, he's a actor, comedian, director, singer, songwriter,
0: poet, poet, and composer. Who's this guy I think he is? Tracy Jordan? I mean, <laughs> if you have
1: to put it listen, if all you do is po- poetry is your bag, then you are a poet, and I get it. If you do any of those other things mentioned You don't need to mention poetry I don't give a shit If you publish 12 poetry books You don't need to mention it If you've already said you're a songwriter And you're all these other things Then we're, The poet is assumed, pal Poet comes with the territory Anyway He wrote about 15 of the most god-awful songs uh, For this movie That I've ever heard The first two start off like Okay I'll let him have that. That was okay. I'll give him that. Um, But then it quickly turned into... This is what musicals are supposed to sound like, right? Musical songs should sound like this, right? This is what a musical right. sounds like. I am little, but nothing is wrong with being little if you're little like me. Little like you, no little like me. If you're little, you can be big if you're little. I mean, I Jesus, I could literally go take a shit in my bathroom right now and record myself making up crap off the top of my head singing like I just did that would be better than anything this mf wrote for this musical. It was garbage from front to end, pure garbage. They took the message and idea of Matilda and turned it into some kind of I don't know if it was supposed to be a dark comedy. I don't I really do not know what it was supposed to be, but it was just abusive and ugly. There was no joy in it. At all. It was gray and gross and just hard to watch. How you could take something beautiful that Roald Dahl wrote, uh, it's a fun little cute story, and turn it into a big pile of excrement. Ask Tim Mention, ask I guess, whoever the F Tim Mention is. I know that in Europe, apparently, he's beloved. He looks like somebody took a piss on Robert Smith's head. Uh, be the best way to describe him.
2: Uh,
1: so you can keep him. Please keep that English Broadway crap over there, I suppose, if that's what you like, because it don't play in America, fella. I, I've seen that it was in the top ten, but I'm hoping that the uh, score is plummeting as we speak, because if people think that is what a musical is supposed to be like, we are in dire, dire shape.
2: Okay, so then let me ask this. Okay. Did you watch the musical with Ryan Reynolds and Will Ferrell, the Christmas I have not, one? I have not got to see it, right. no. I couldn't fit, get past 20 minutes of it. Really? I wanted I to. I it. mean... And know. I like
1: musicals. Sure. I couldn't do it. I could see that how it would be a little much
2: with those two guys. Yeah, I mean, like, it just... Yeah, I don't was know. It, I was, it,
1: was it too on the nose? Like, that's what I hated yes, about this. Yes. It, it was this very was much like, like if somebody told this me. This was
2: um, painted by numbers musicals.
1: That's exactly what this was. It was, I know what a musical, I've heard musicals before. I can write a musical. Let me do yep. this. And it was literally yep. just ding, 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 ding. Talk about Yeah, I mean, this it was like, talk about like
2: it um, song. Uh, 30 seconds of dialogue next song 30 seconds of dialogue next oh. song
1: I mean it was oh. just so oh that was a it's a musical it is a
2: musical by not, the numbers it's
1: not Teen Titans Go like it is nothing no. alright music, music music yes
2: It's it's Hamilton.
1: All right. Okay.
2: (laughs) Except Hamilton actually had more dialogue and more (laughs) compelling characters. (laughs) Of course, it's Hamilton. Uh, uh,
1: uh, um, I saw him on. There's a pretty good. Uh, You guys didn't probably watch Encanto though. Welcome to the family, Madrigal. There was a good uh, live performance of it on the other night. Uh, Let's see. I asked Shark about his samurai collection and if stiff things should belong in a museum. I've talked about Tim Minchin. Uh, oh, I did have a thought the other day. You ever notice that all the He-Man guys? <laughs> you ever notice, are You seen like... the new He-Man guys? Uh, which ones? The the Kevin the new Smith ones, ones, ones that are like or, uh...
2: that are way more detailed to the point. Like Lockjaw really doesn't even look like Lockjaw.
1: Oh, you're talking about the new kid ones? Yes, I yeah 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 bad. yeah.
2: Holden and I were looking at them yesterday. Uh, wow, I was not a fan. I never seen myself oh. so angry about toys in my uh...
1: life. Uh, July has some of the... He has mostly what they did. They just reissued all the 80s ones. So he has all of those. They're sweet. They made them where they actually stand. Yeah, I like those. Um, And then he got a few of the Kevin Smith's He-Man characters because they're essentially the same but better looking. They're they're a little bit more detailed, a little taller. He-Man looks a little bit more realistic. He's not like... Anyway, here's my thing about He-Man that I was thinking about. You notice almost everybody on He-Man... Wore boots uh with fur, which I'm assuming is yeah. because they had a fur lining, and then they wore underwear that also yeah. had fur and fur yep. lining. However, they didn't wear anything else. What was all yeah, that? Yeah, it fur? was so what cold. Was all that I fur need fur about? underwear and fur boots.
2: But I'm <laughs> but walking around half naked. Shirtless
1: sure, <laughs> pantsless. They had nobody ever wore pants. They wore knee-high yep. boots with fur, and their underwear had fur. They might have some BDSM-type, uh, uh, you know, leather stuff, like some straps yeah. across them, <laughs> stuff like that. <laughs> but that's it, man. Was it cold there, or were they all just that tough that they were like, you
0: got to well, keep you your keep privates? Parts warm, that's that's you what, what I that was going to say. Is it. It. Yeah, you cover was... the armpits, the privates, the head, you're good.
1: It was the privates and the feet. So on Eternia, if you keep your feet and your private's warm. You're all good. I think what yeah. the lesson is.
2: I, I think that is. It's just, you know. It's a similar message to like G.I. Joe. You can't kill anybody. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we don't kill. Mm-hmm. anybody we just laser and, them and miss the, yes things blow yes. up
1: but everybody parachutes out
0: it's gonna be just yes fine. we're
2: we're like the stormtroopers that's a whole <laughs> and, com, that's
0: a whole community episode so, and, yes it is it's like, one of my favorites it's one, up one, of my them favorites. one of my it's like what do you mean <laughs> we're not supposed to kill him you know it's like Cobra's having a funeral and yeah it's, dude Cobra <laughs> and G.I.
2: Joe team up to kill the community squad right, because right, yeah, they right, right, they're yeah,
0: they cross the line can't kill the other guy
2: Lay down suppressive fire. So, you think then that Orko
1: is like, just like, look at these freaks. You think, why is Orko all covered up? (laughs) Orco's like a freaking lady in a you know where. Do you know
2: that Holden loved the first few episodes of that he man with Kevin Smith uh-huh. but and I don't want to let the food out oh, of the us. coffee cup it's been in the years trunk. Out.
1: let it out. Okay, but, when Orco when he died. Holden, oh, Orko.
2: No, when Orco gets killed, um, Holden has not he refuses to watch it. He will never go back and watch it. He never went to the next episode. Oh no. That was it. Yes, that was well, it. You should tell he him that uh,
1: Orco has a strong return.
2: Okay, here's what I told him. I was like, buddy, we're in comic book world. Nobody ever dies. <laughs> yeah,
1: <laughs> like, it's actually quite I mean, touching I remember, because you remember. Yeah, no, that I'm he... telling
2: you, it upset him so yeah. much because um, he thought, thought Orco your... in the originals was a little too cheesy. So sure. this Orco, he thought was, like, amazing. This was the Orco yeah. he imagined and wanted. And then they <laughs> kill him off, like, in the third or fourth episode. And was um, like, turn it off. Turn it off. <laughs> oh, no.
1: Uh, well, you should tell him. It takes a while, but it's actually quite touching. So Okay. Uh, I don't know if I should spoil it for you, though. Are you going to watch it with him?
2: Well, I'm going to tell him now. I'm going to tell him that Joe said he needs to go back and watch it because there's some important stuff about Orco.
1: Yeah, like Orko, like it, this thing happens where... Uh, I'll spoil it. You're not going to give a shit. You, it's, yeah, it's, I won't. He will. Uh, Evil Lynn evil land ends up tricking Skeletor to get the sword and she becomes He-Man. and when evil land okay. is he man, she's like you, you idiots have been doing this wrong. And she essentially like just slays anyone that was whatever and sends them to whatever their next realm is called in Eternia. Okay. Basically where you go when you're dead. Um, And she sends all these champions there, and she's going to extinguish the entire thing. She's not going to just extinguish Eternia. She wants to extinguish the universe because it is all chaos, and it has been nothing but bad, in in her opinion. Uh, She eventually gets talked out of this by Tila, and uh, she helps bring all these people back to fight this ultimate fight against Skeletor's forces. And and when she does that, as she is, she's like at the end of that part of the season, she like stops and she says, I just have a little bit of magic left. And she pulls Orko from that realm and then Orko is back and uh, she said, and basically she's like, that's it. That's all she had in her. And she used her last, she used her last power to, to pull Orko back into Eternia's world. So, granted, you know, okay. he he's not, but he, when he shows up in the battle, like, it's sweet because all of a sudden you hear, you think you got it, you, or whatever, like, you guys have had it easy until now. And then you see it's Orko, and he's, like, mastered his powers, and he can, like, manifest Oh, no. He can, like, would love that. He can, like, send himself all over the place and, like, do crazy stuff. Um, so, yeah. Because, um, uh, yeah, that's okay. what's happening. At the end of it, that's what it is. Everybody has to go back. To the death realm, but as they're going back, Evil Lynn says, "I have a little magic left. Maybe not everyone has to go back." And she grabs Orko. So, so okay. yeah, it's like it's the last episode. But yeah, just tell him Orko comes. Orko comes back. Around. I think he okay. might. He, he might. I don't know. There's a new season of that coming out this summer, and they're all be right. they'll all be back now. And uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'll be excited talking about here, man. Let's talk about. The year of TV that was 2022. So many shows I forgot about. Reacher came out in 2022. Oh, my God. We all loved Reacher. (laughs) Reacher, which I found out. uh, I've been watching this show, uh, Titans. My son wanted to know if he could watch it. So I took some previews. I'll check out an episode. Uh, I don't think he can watch it quite yet. A couple years uh, ended up, yeah. though. Uh, I got sucked into it. and uh, <laughs> Anyway, Reacher's, uh plays Hawk in it. Pretty sweet <laughs> to see Reacher uh, in something else. Yeah, Reacher came out this year. Uh, what, what do we got here? Uh, we Own the City uh, was 2022, I think. Probably, oh, I loved it. Probably one of the best shows we had. Uh, I like Night Sky, Tokyo Vice. I really like Tokyo Vice. I don't know who's watching it. If anyone's watching it. <laughs> I feel like I'm in a bubble. I never see anyone write about it. Yeah, I don't know that one. You don't know that one? It's an HBO Max exclusive? I knew it
2: was a show, but I've never seen it. (laughs) (laughs) I have been so absorbed in all their endlessly amazing content that I haven't found my way to it yet. Well,
1: I'm going to be honest with you. I I watched it on uh, on advice. uh, Someone told me I would like it. And it took a while for it to get going. It is a Michael Mann-produced thing, though. Uh, Okay. It's about an American uh, journalist who has been in Tokyo for a while. And he is trying to get... He finally gets a job as a proper journalist there, which I guess is almost impossible. Um, And he is trying to get in with the vice squad to figure out what is actually going on with the Yakuza and all these gangs and who actually runs tokyo and it is a gorgeous and uh very well done show very very unique to itself uh if you like to immerse yourself in a different culture uh for an hour every once in a while i, I highly suggest it um uh, oh you know what else was this year ruddy Get over here, Ruddy. You've given me more trouble than you're with. <laughs> oh my god, what. I love that. I look forward to that side. every week. I did too. Uh it had its problems, but still, what a fun show. Sure. Uh we're talking about the offer. Um ready. Yep. Ready. I think we got uh I think old Amazon ran a ran a sale on channels and we have old Paramount Plus back for a while. I might get see if my wife wants to watch Ruddy <laughs> <laughs> That's all I need to say uh, for the, for that show. Uh, I just mentioned the Titans, Rob. You said you've been watching Doom Patrol. I've started watching Doom Patrol. Uh, yeah, I'm. I'm as well. I just need to
2: watch the newest the newest season of it. I've watched oh, everything okay. with
1: it. I am not quite that caught up. I've started. i have started, I'm probably halfway through the first season. Um, I started it because on the Titans show, what the Titans does very nicely is some episodes. Will be completely about one person, maybe, or it could be yeah. about someone you haven't encountered yet, and it just the whole show was an introduction to that person. Uh, and they had one show that the entire thing was Beast Boy goes back home uh, to the, uh, the the Doom Patrol house, uh, and he takes Raven there. And the whole episode is him hanging out with the uh, Doom Patrol, and <laughs> the whole episode sold me. I think that's what I was yeah. supposed to do. And I was like, well, I guess I'm going to have to watch this other show now because that was really fun. And uh, yeah, that's been a good How To with John Wilson. I don't know if you guys have uh, heard about that. I don't Check know that, that one. It is a, uh, <laughs> it's a HBO show, uh, highly imaginative show. Um, uh, yeah, I liked it a lot. Uh, Teen Titans Go, still killing it. I think maybe the best comic book uh, property going right now. Uh, And has been for a while. Invincible was pretty fun on um, Amazon. Outer Range came out this year, we talked about. Oh, my God, I forgot about Outer Range. What a bizarre show. Oh, yeah. New season coming uh, this year sometime. Oh, Rob, I started this show. And I seemed like I was gonna like it, and I just forgot to keep watching it. Let's see if you get. Yeah. Let's see if you get the show here from this year. I'll do try to do an imitation. <laughs> um, you know, you send somebody to kill me, man. Like I'm gonna send them back in a body bag.
2: Yeah, i watched every episode of it.
1: <laughs> it's where uh, I'm trying to do the... My, uh, the old man. The old man. Uh, that's, I think, from the first episode, if <laughs> I remember that quote. But yes, with uh, Mr. Bridges, the dude himself. Yeah,
2: I watched every episode of it.
1: Uh, is it good? Worth watching? Should I... Should I, I think it's
2: absolutely there? worth watching, but I will tell you oh. that it seems like after about the second, second and a half episode... It pivots and, like, it's less action violent, and we're going back and getting all this backstory on who everybody is. Ah. Okay. So, I don't know if that's your bag or you think that sounds a little tedious or what, but it it, it does the opposite. You know a lot of shows, like, do it the opposite way? They did it this way.
1: Okay. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, I do know what you mean. Um, Mm -hmm. uh, uh, You know, it's an approach. I I get it. You want to lure, you want to hook people in quickly, and then yeah, uh, I'll try. I'll I'll try it. Speaking of action, uh, if you guys would please, maybe for next week, watch uh, the raid two. Uh, it came on Netflix. It's a now. stabby movie, Shark. <laughs> uh oh.
0: I was hoping it was the sequel to that, uh, you know, one with Benjamin Bratt, where they do the uh, whole Alamo Scouts thing and the rescue at uh, the camp in the Philippines at the end of World War II. No,
1: no, no. no. The I raid- think that
0: movie is called The Great Raid or something like that.
1: Ah, yes, that's correct. Uh, you could watch the first raid, but you don't have to. Uh, it's called Raid Redemption. Um, I think <laughs> if you guys have been at my house for anything, you've probably seen. Uh, one of the Raid movies playing uh, in the background, as I like to have it. Do they kill a explain. lot of
2: bugs with it? <laughs> yes. Yes. Well, damn
1: it, you spoiled it. That's what happens in Indonesia's <laughs> action movie. What happens is they get in a building, and they're like, this thing is overran with bugs. we got to do something about this. we got to do something about it now. is Raid? It's just a big commercial for Raid uh like like that scorsese uh 15 minute short you sent me earlier yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay uh you also watched this one i didn't watch it dark winds i heard it uh, good things how did it turn oh
2: out? my goodness that is a show i i encourage every single person to watch that show it was so good
1: okay jeff was uh, there was new rick and morty i see uh, yep. <laughs> oh, yeah. real that. quick,
2: Shark. I was I swear—I was getting ready to say this to Shark. Holden has now binged every Rick and Morty episode possible over Christmas break, and he oh, is yeah. obsessed. Oh, this oh. is his yeah. thing, and he's watched enough Community with me that he's drawing parallels. Uh,
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, they're all over the place, uh, especially yeah. especially season six. It's like, you know, you on the forums, you know, the people who are complaining about it are clearly the people who don't understand Harmon's pattern. And and what's neat is is Rick and Morty really parallels Community through these first seasons. So now we're getting ready to find out what was Harmon going to do, you know, had he had, you know, if, if Community was a 20-year show, ah, I mean, it I got couldn't you. have been. Yeah. But you know what I mean? Sure. It's, mm-hmm. you know, because I mean, he really has kind of like hit all these same notes, you know, not in the same way. I'm not saying he's just repeating or rehashing what he's already done, but... The theme, the you know, the theme is headed in the same direction, you know?
1: hmm
0: Right. And so, yeah, it, it's interesting to, I'm I'm interested to see where he's going to go with it. But personally, yeah, I think, you know, Harmon, you know, Dan Harmon's kind of like Stevie Ray Vaughan. He does what he does, and he does it really, really well. Um, and if you like it, um, it's, you know, it, it's a fun ride. So, hey, yeah, what's I'm interested Hey, what's to see where up goes. with that? Mm-hmm. Uh,
1: uh, Stevie Ray Vaughan came on the other day somewhere and i was like hey a little srv I, I think i made my joke which is like hey have you heard of this guy he's pretty good yeah <laughs> like right. right. Yeah, of, course, this the, guy of course the person listening was uh, someone we all know who was like you know ha, ha ha and i was like you know whatever i'm like can't like can't not like srv and he goes on to say oh no a lot of people don't like him at all that's <laughs> like I was like, what do you mean they don't like him? He's like, uh, I've never heard that. People who are just like, oh, yeah, like he's a sham guitarist. Some people just don't like him. What?
0: Okay. I mean, now that you say it, I've literally never in my life, not one time in my life, have I ever (laughs) run into anybody who said a bad word about SRB. (laughs) Not not a single bad word. Okay, I'm getting ready to give
2: you one. I'm getting ready to give you someone. Okay. All right, here it is. Hot take. You guys both know that Samantha loves the blues, and she's got good taste in blues music. Sure. Sure. She cannot stand Stevie Ray Vaughan's voice and hates to. Li- she said if his okay, music was enough. instrumental, Fair enough. Fair she enough. said if I it can, was instrumental, okay. she would enough. listen to everything he's ever done because she loves his style and his playing she hates his voice and can't stand it, which I think he had one of the best blues voices
0: around. But well, okay. I, I, so, so still, we have not yet w- a person who has said something bad about his guitar playing ability.
2: Okay,
1: okay, okay, yes. Sure.
2: I no, was she say, thinks his I, guitar is amazing.
1: I don't, I've never, I was never a, now like once again, it's nothing about his guitar. I was never a fan of that Texas Shuffle blues. That is just me. Sure. Sure. I, was, right. I I don't like it, and I don't like Chicago, and it seemed to be like the two things he loved. Um, yeah, I, th- those aren't my blues. I'm with Sam. I'm a. I'm a Delta dude. Like I'd rather listen to. old But you're not going you know, around like that John guy hurt.
0: sucked. He was oh, a charlatan. No, he's you don't great. Know, you know what I mean? No heck, yeah, no, 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 exactly, no. He's right. Exactly. Wonderful. He's. I can yeah. play.
1: You know, what's funny. Was we were listening to? I think it was. Uh, is it Lemmy? Is that what it's called? Or Lenny? Uh, I'm thinking of Lemmy. <laughs> The Ace of Spades, the Ace of
2: Spades. <laughs> you know I'm bound to lose and gambling is for fools. That's the way I like it. I don't really, want to live, live forever, live <laughs> forever. Don't forget the joker. <laughs>
1: yeah. Still July's. Okay, favorite sorry, song. sorry I had to nope. do that. I yeah, it's still July's favorite song. He'd be mad at me if I didn't. Um, but yeah, uh, uh, and I was joking like not joking, but I was laughing about the fact that like you know what's really funny? Was when I was 17 I could play this freaking song. <laughs> like, yeah, right. I was like I couldn't, you, I, I couldn't come close. I could do those harmonics. I <laughs> you know what he's doing there. I could maybe noodle and make it sound like it but like <laughs> back when I was learning to play guitar like you would literally learn to play that entire first whatever 20 measures or whatever it would be. you couldn't do the entire freaking song because it's eight minutes long or whatever. Uh, But, yeah, uh, so, yeah, Stevie Ray Vaughan, that's, uh, yeah, people, some people out there, not a fan, not a fan of his guitar work. He's Mm, just a mm. charlatan. That uh, I don't get. I really don't get that. He's just copying Hendrix and Buddy Guy, they say. Okay, you
2: two know how to play guitar. I think I'm a professional um, admirer, and I don't agree with that at all. (laughs) I see his influences, and he did his own thing. Yeah, yeah, Um, yeah
1: clearly uh do you guys have any shows i i have a couple more written down what we do in the shadows of course had the a new season this year and i there it yeah were.
0: i want to rave about that top a little notch. demon i think needs a mention i think inside job oh, season yeah. two gives should get a mention um okay good all right good series on netflix okay i'm going Big through mouth. the
2: list right now see if there's something i watched that you guys didn't mention go ahead
0: Big Mouth on uh, Netflix. Was yeah, Big hilarious. Mouth. They were a good time. oh
2: oh Winning Time. Winning Time was winning awesome. Time. I loved it.
1: Yes, Winning Time was a great show. New <clears> season coming <throat> this year on HBO
0: Max.
1: HBO and Max. I would be
0: be remiss if I didn't mention you know this year brought us the news of and a movie. So once again, back to the right. community. Yeah, we we're anxiously yeah. awaiting. Yes, yeah. No. Sir. Absolutely. Spinal Tap movie supposed to be on the horizon. Now. Yeah. You? Oh. Yeah. Okay. Do you, oh, New wait of Ted oh, right. Kevin would Kevin you, this year? Would you guys put, yeah, no, it did nice. come out
1: in
2: 2022, did, George yeah. and Tammy, which I haven't watched. So I want to watch George it? and I've Tammy, but I haven't yeah. watched it yet.
1: I have watched all but the last episode. <sighs> okay. George and Tammy's complicated. <laughs> okay. It's very complicated. Um, I love Michael Shannon he's one of my favorite actors if I could work with if, you know, just about any movie I write there's some character I write that I, th- um, I think in the back of my mind boy Michael Shannon would knock this one out of the park um, I just love him I think he can do whatever you need him to um, he's just odd enough <laughs> that he can he can kind of go either way Yeah, yeah I think um, that's fair he acting wise is doing a terrific job have they condensed a whole bunch of things into one show? Sure they have. <laughs> like, you don't... One of my problems with it is they make the possum so unredeeming, unredeemable that you kind of just go, like, why is she falling in love with him? Okay. He, he's, they make, like, the first episode, like, Michelle was like, that was fun. But there's not one thing about him that any woman would be like, I want to be with that. Because he literally, like, she goes to meet him the first time she meets him and he's in bed with some, like, a couple women and he's just hung over and can't do look at anybody. And he, all he, he says to her is, I haven't SHI'd in five days. I haven't took a crap in five days. And, like, I'm like, is that charming? I don't, I don't know. He's That's
2: real love right there,
1: baby. That's he's, just a, he's just a raging alcoholic. Uh, like we say about a lot of other movies, we're not necessarily seeing the fun side of him, and I know the possum had to have a fun side to him. Um, of course, this is the, kind of in the part of his career where he's going downhill, you know. He had his, his, big, his big whatever show. Uh, Boyd Crowder plays his songwriter and guitar player, which is fun. Steve Zahn plays his other songwriter and Tammy's songwriter. Uh, just you mean Chast- Walter? Walter Goggins is in it. Yes, Walton Goggins. Yes. Oh, um, I love him. I he must have just—he must have just liked the script because he is literally in episodes, every episodes, without a single line. He's just sitting in the background playing guitar. <laughs>
2: like might be like a huge fan of yes like, I, think, george I george jones and just want to be a part of it yeah
1: like he'll have maybe two lines a, sh- uh, a show he had like a whole sentence the other night and i was like oh crap they're actually letting goggins talk <laughs> um steve zahn's in it the jessica chastain is knocking it out of the park
2: okay god that was my big question was coming because um,
1: i think is, she is an
2: incredible act her like her because wonderful. they remind me of each other her and Amy Adams, if they're in something, you gotta go watch it because they're both yeah. amazing.
1: She's wonderful in it. Uh, I even think her singing's good, um, because with those kind of you know Tammy, I'm not saying I'm not knocking her voice, but I think Jessica's doing a fine job. Now, when it comes to Michael, that I can't say as much. <laughs> um, I cannot figure out if somebody else is singing for him, or if he's singing um i'm not sure but you guys are i mean i'm i my mom and dad love george jones like they were their his their number one country guy was george jones i listened to every george jones album probably ever been um and he has a very particular sound He's got that nasally lonesome. I don't know. It's high lonesome, nasally low. It's it's lonesome and low. I guess whatever. I don't know. It is not easy to do, and uh, that is a little lacking. The last episode I watched, though, it had much improved. Whatever song it was. Oh, he was singing one of my uh, one of the old classics. Step right up. Come on in. That was a horrible George Jones. (laughs) If you'd like to take the grand tour. There we go. Um, uh, He did that song, and it was dead on. And I thought, who the hell sang that? Why haven't they been singing that for the past three episodes? (laughs) Um, So that's my beef with it.
2: Would you prefer a fake singer, him lip syncing for the great acting, or do you think to really do the role, you need to do it all? Even if it's not great.
1: I'm okay with lip syncing if it is done well. I'm I am absolutely fine with it. I mean, ADR—they've replaced people's voice all the time in movies and shows. Uh, so, I'm I'm okay with that. Uh, you can't—the situations that they're in—they can't actually lift Jones's voice and pop it in there. Um, right. So, you know, I—it would be great if he could figure it out. But he's such a good actor, and when you put that funky hair on him, he starts to kind of look like George Jones. But George Jones was such a weird looking dude; you're never going to get somebody to look like him and sing like him. And
0: all that. I don't know, man. Check out Robbie Fox's Austin City Limits appearance in '95. He was—I'm not kidding you, man. He was—that was exactly what he was going for. He had the George Jones flat top thing happening. And, yeah, he was just kind of lanky enough to, like, pull it off. And it was like, oh, man, yeah. I mean, I get exactly what he's what he's shooting for.
1: <laughs> this is, like, right as George is starting to grow his hair long when he got the big sideburns.
0: Right, and right. Le-
1: and he let the hair kind of cover him. He looked a little bit hippieish. I highly suggest it. It's a little, uh, what's the word? Not derivative. It's, um, you know, the character's are very hyperbolic versions of themselves. They're not it's not a character study on George Jones, <laughs> Tammy Wynette. Like it is years of stories crammed into every episode. You know, it's it's a lot. It's George Jones shooting holes in his tour bus and wrecking it and and, you know, doing other famous stories that you've heard, but all within a span of forty five minutes. <laughs>
0: Right, right. <laughs> so, it's it's um, yeah. It's like the uh, you ever hear that? What's is it? Drive by truckers who have the George Jones talking cell phone blues. I don't.
1: I don't know. I that. know it. Uh-uh.
0: Yeah, it's it's all about the you know the story where he, he's drunk and you know and wrecks the caddy and he's talking on the cell phone and you know that's why he wrecked and, and the excuse and all that sort of stuff.
1: Ah, uh, yes, it's got yeah. him on his lawnmower mm-hmm. and you know he's driving. I mean, it's got yeah, it.
0: right. Vince Gill did it first.
1: Um, So yeah, I'd say it's worth watching Whoa, we're out of time, man It just uh, flew by uh, the Staircase, HBO Max show. Pretty fun if you've watched any of the documentary. Archive 81, Netflix show. I really liked it. Guys, please watch The Raid, uh, or I mean The Raid 2. If, raid, if The Raid's on Netflix, watch it. Raid 2 is a way better movie, and you don't need to watch the first one. Uh, for okay. some of that Indonesian, this, it's like 10 years old at this point, I think. Uh, but you should check it out for sure. Looks like it might storm here. Hey, thanks for listening, everybody. We will be back uh, next week.
2: Peace. Peace. Okay, so hit Stoppy Stoppy here.